Hey, welcome to Vine Church Fort Myers podcast. We are glad that you took time to listen. We pray that the message of grace empowers you today. And Pastor gave me the privilege to share on this message, Legacy, Building a Generational Movement. Amen. So it's funny that I'm here because it's also prophetic that I'm here. You know, I am the next generation. You know, a bunch of youth leaders here, we are the next generation. And we have the middle schoolers watching, and they are the generation after us. And we have the kids in the other building, and they will be the ones owning the next buildings that we buy. Amen. Yeah. So as you know, probably most of you already know this. Don't show the video just yet, but I just want to give you a little hint. We are moving to our new building in January, okay? So we got the contract. We closed the deal. It's our building already. We do have that building in our hands, amen? So just want to tell you this. And at the end, I will, you know, encourage you. I will invite you to be a part of this with us, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Can, can I pray for us this morning? So if you could just close your eyes one last time. Amen, Jesus. Just want to thank you so much for this morning. I want to thank you, Father, for everyone that's here. I want to thank you, Jesus, for everyone that's going to watch this message later. And I want to pray in Jesus' name right now that you may speak to us this morning, Father. Move in this place. We are honored to be here this morning, Holy Spirit. We're honored to hear from you, Father. So I pray in Jesus' name. Give us revelation of your word. Speak to us this morning, Father. Release upon us. Pour upon us right now a new revelation, new anointing. Father, greater revelation of who you are, of your legacy, of what you're calling us to do as Vine Church in Southwest Florida, Father. I pray in Jesus' name right now that we'll receive this revelation today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Hallelujah, amen, amen. So uh, here's the thing. I want to share this with you guys. I have about seven points, and I'm going to try to be really quick through them because I don't want to take much, I don't want to take, you know, much longer. I don't want to you know, go beyond my 31 minutes of preaching. But I want you to receive these things. Amen. So we are sharing on this legacy, this legacy series. And we truly believe that we as a church are called to build a legacy for the next generation. Amen. You agree with me, church? We are not a church for ourselves. We are a church for the people in this city. We are a church for the next generation that will come after us. We are a church for our children that will one day inherit this church and this ministry and will do greater things than we have ever done. Amen. But the first thing that we need to understand is how we got here. We are only here this morning. We are only in this building. We are only Christians today because someone preached to us. Someone opened their mouth. Someone was willing to give. We are a legacy. Amen, church. So you right now, wherever you are, you are a legacy of someone who came before you. So the first thing that I want you to understand today is that legacy people are grateful for those who came first. So because we are a legacy of someone else, we are grateful to those who came before us. So when you look at me and you look at Tulio and you might see a little of Pastor Ref. You know, you might see a little of, of the way he talks, of the way he prays, of the way he, 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 he's so surrendered and he's passionate for God and for the Word of God. When you look at me, you may see a little of Pastor Calisto, and most of you don't even know who he is. But here's the thing. Here's the, the great uh, revelation about legacy is that people might not know who we are, but they will see our disciples. They will see the fruits of what we have done today. Amen. So you may, may look at me and you see a little of Pastor Calisto, you know, the way he loved the youth. The way he loved the church, he's cared and he's heart open and willing to serve others. 
You know, when you, when you look at me, you might see a little bit of my grandparents who raised me, who took care of me. You might see a little bit of, uh, a little of how my, my grandfather was committed to the family, my, and, my, and my grandma loved us so much. You might see a little of that, a little of their commitment to the family. And you don't even know them. So you see, you are looking at a man who is a product of those who came before him. Amen. So when you look at you right now, you are a legacy of those who poured into your life. You are a legacy of those who imparted over your life. You are not a result of nothing. You came from someone else. You are a product of your family. You are a product of those pastors and leaders who prayed for you. You are a product, a legacy of your life group leader. Amen. How many of you can say praise Jesus right now for the life group leader? Can you just say praise Jesus? Thank you for my life group leader. You know, thank you for my first life group leader. I'll never forget him, Murillo. And you guys don't even know who he is. You guys won't even, won't, probably you will never met him. You will never see him. You will never meet the guy. You will never really see him. But I, I, I want to tell you today, I am a legacy of that guy. And he was with me for about six months. He took care of me. He loved me. I am a legacy of that guy. Amen. But here's the catchy thing about legacy is that there's nothing that I can do for Pastor Ref. There's nothing that I can give to Pastor Kalisa. There's nothing that I can give to my first life group leader. You know, I, don't, I know he's somewhere. I don't know where he is now. But there's nothing that I can do for that guy again. There's nothing that I can do really towards Pastor Ref. I can't, I can't really bless him so much. You know, he has, he's, he's in a greater level than me. So there's nothing that we can truly do for those who came before us, but there's so much that we can do for those that are coming after us. Amen. So here's the understanding that we need to have about legacy. Legacy is like a river. You know, river flows in one direction. There's nothing that the river low can do to the river before. You know, if you're the river, the first river, you bless the river that is next. You bless the next river, but that river cannot bless the one that came before. Amen. So we need to understand this. We cannot really bless those who came before us. Most of them are gone. Most of them are right now in heaven with God. They are in a better place. We cannot bless the preachers of the past, but we can be a good river towards the generation that is coming after us. Amen. We can build a generational movement. We can give better. We can give more to those that are coming after us. Amen, church. This is the kind of church we want to be. We ought to be. We want to be a legacy church, a church who, who gives without holding back, a church who is always generous, a church who loves to give because we understand the ones who came before us. We are grateful towards the ones who gave to us first. Amen. Amen. Second thing, legacy is eternal. So if you want to build a legacy, if we want to be a, a people that builds legacy and that will leave a legacy in our generation, we need to have an eternal mindset. Amen. Legacy people have an eternal mindset. We understand that the things we are doing right now is not only for our own pleasures and for, our mo for, 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 for while we are alive, but the things that we do will last forever. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, We don't look at the troubles. We can see now, rather we fix our gaze on things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone. Amen. The things that you see now will soon be gone. I don't know how you feel about this, but I want you to know this. The things that you see now, your house, your car, the things that you see now, they will soon be gone. But the things we cannot see will last forever. Amen. So we are these people who invest 
into things that we cannot see. We store up treasures in heaven. We are not storing up for ourselves. We, we, we choose to, to focus in what is eternal. Amen. Pay attention. You know what legacy is? Legacy is what people will remember when we are gone. What will people remember of you when you are gone? What will people say of Vine Church once we right now are gone? What will people say about us? What will people say of this church? Psalms 112, 5 and 6 says like this. Good will come to those who are generous. Can you say right now, I am generous. And lend freely who conduct their affairs with justice. Next verse. Those who are righteous will be remembered forever. Amen. We want to do things that will be remembered forever. We will be remembered forever. Surely the, the righteous will never be shaken. We will never be shaken. They will be remembered forever. So if, you wanna, if we want to build a legacy, we need to have an eternal mindset. That the things that we are doing is not only for a natural moment, while we are on this earth, while we live. But we want to live a legacy in this city that will live beyond us. You know, sometimes we are too focused on ourselves and our needs that we forget the legacy that we are leaving behind. And can I say something? It's sad, but a lot of people won't leave a legacy. A lot of people out there in the world, they're, living, they're building really big business, amazing business. But, you know, those businesses won't live much longer, won't last when they are gone. You know why? Because the next person that will take care of that business didn't grow the business, didn't start the business, so they don't really care about the business. They might sell the business. You know what's something that happens a lot is when the father dies, the children are fighting over the business and, and, and every money, house, everything that was left, and everything falls apart because they forgot to build an eternal legacy, something that is beyond, something that, that is bigger than just myself. You know, trying to, to, to retain and trying to build for myself, I build for others. Amen. What's a legacy? Legacy, it's what God remembers when we are gone. What God remembers when we are gone. What we do for ourselves usually dies with us. What we do for others lives beyond us. Amen. That's what we, we want to be as a church. You know, I don't, the day I die, I don't want everything that I have done on this planet to go with me. I want to leave children, disciples, they'll do far greater things than I have ever done. You know, just like Jesus said, you will do greater things. That's the kind of leader we ought to be. That's the kind of church we ought to be. We should desire to see the next leaders, the next pastor doing greater things. Amen, church. So when Pastor Giuliano was sharing, oh, you, might, you bought a TV, you know, offer your TV. I'm praying that you have money to buy a new TV. So you can actually offer your old, your old TV. So you can actually bless the kids on the daycare. So, we can actually, so they can actually receive Jesus on the daycare. So don't think that your TV will be useless for teenagers to play video games. No. Your TV will make an eternal impact through, through videos and things that we don't understand yet. But little, little children will accept Jesus on those rooms. Amen. That's the kind of legacy we want to leave behind. So God will remember us. 1 Timothy 6, 18, 19. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. We are generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age, so that they may Take hold of the life that's truly life. Look at this statement. 
there is a life that is truly life. So what you see as life, what you understand as life, sometimes it's not real life. Sometimes it's just moment, a, a, a moment of pleasure, a moment of, of feeling good about yourself, a moment of, uh, you know, it's, I'm really happy right now, but the next moment you are sad because whatever happened. That's not true life. There is a life that is beyond this. There is a life that is greater than this. Amen. This is eternal life. That's the true life. We want to store up treasures in heaven. Psalms 112.9, look what, look what the Bible is saying. They share freely and give generously to those in need. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. They will have influence and honor. Amen, church. Let us be known as the people who, who give freely in this city, who are generous. When, they, when the people of Southwest Florida speak of Vine Church, they will say that they are a people who give without holding back. They are people who are generous, always ready to bless. They share freely and give generously. The goal isn't to live on earth forever, but to leave something that does. Amen. So what would the people of this city say about us? You know, I think about these things. What would the people at my job, at my school, you know, the people that I know, my friends, my family, say about me once we are gone? I want the people in this city to say the Vine Church was the most generous church in this city. I want the people in this city to say Vine Church built so many daycares that every children in this city have had food to eat every day. That every children in this city had a school to go to. That every children in this city had clothing to wear. That every children in this city found a loving place to be because of Vine Church. Because Vine Church was there. Because Vine Church gave everything for an eternal purpose. Because Vine Church was willing to share and give freely without holding back. Because Vine Church understood the legacy is for the next generation. That our lives are only meaningful if we're living for someone else. Don't live your life for your new house. Don't give, your, don't give up your life for a new car. Don't give up your life for a job, for a career. Give up your life for people. The only thing that matters at the end of the day are the people around you. Who's willing to sit at a table and talk to you? Who's willing to, to, to have breakfast with you that morning? Who's, who, who, who wants to listen from you? You know, this is what matters. You know, I, I get really concerned sometimes. I think, Jesus, don't let me live for the things that are momentum, for the things that won't last forever, for the things that are just natural. But let me live for eternal purpose. Legacy people serve their generation. Pay attention, church. We are called for such a time as this. We are not called for 10 years from today. So we are buying a new building today, not five years later. Amen. Understand this. We won't buy the same building again. You can build a legacy today. We, you won't be able to offer towards this building again. You won't be able to be a part of this again. But I want to be able to say that I was a part of this building. Now so many children are being blessed. So many pastors are being raised. So many middle schoolers are destroying the gym and receiving Jesus. They will destroy the gym. And we are ready. We want these middle schoolers to come inside that building and break everything down. That's what we want. We want these middle schoolers to come inside the building and do whatever they want if they receive Jesus. Amen. Everything short to sin. We don't care whatever it takes. We're going to paint the walls. We're going to throw paint at them. We're going to, you know, just hopefully they don't break any, any lump. But anyways, 
You know, uh, you know, you know what's the, the job title of a middle school pastor? It's to keep children alive. That's the job title. <laughs> For many pastors, whatever, you know, serve the church, whatever. For middle school pastors, to keep them alive. That's the goal. If you keep middle school alive, you're doing a great job as a middle school pastor. I'm telling the truth. That's why we hired Daniel. <laughs> Not yet, but we'll hire you soon. In Jesus' name. Legacy people serve their generation. We are called. We are called for our generation for such a time as this. Let's leave an impact in this city that God has entrusted to us. Do you understand that God gave us this city, Vine Church? That we are here for eternal purpose, for God-giving purpose. We are not here because we thought that Fort Myers was amazing. There's so many, so many things to do there. There's nothing to do in Fort Myers. But there is a church who loves this city, who's willing to create things for people to do, who's willing to buy a gym so people can come and play sports in there because there's nothing else to do. Really, we came to this city. You are in this city today because God called you to be here. You are not here because you chose. You're not, some of you might think it was because the job you, you, you got here, it was the family you knew. You're not here because of your family. You're in this church today because of this city, because of the people that will come after us. Acts 13, 36, for when David had served God's purpose on his own generation, he fell asleep. Can I say something? Whenever I'm done serving my generation, I want to fall asleep. I want to go to heaven. What's to live for if I cannot serve my generation? What's to live for if I cannot do God's will right now? Can I, say, can I just ask you this? What are you doing if you're not serving your generation? What are you doing with your life if we cannot give towards the people in this city, if we, if we cannot make an eternal impact right now? If I cannot be used by God, if I'm done, if, if I finish my race, God, take me. Why be in this world? There's nothing to do here. Once my purpose is finished, I want to be gone. And that should be our desire. So I pray, God, let me do greater things. Let me go beyond. Let me give more. You know, God, speak to me right now. Let me just see what you see. Let me be able to understand your purpose. Let me be able to go beyond. Amen. While we are here, let's do the will of God. Can we do this, Vine Church? While we are in this city, let's do the will of God. If we're not living for God, then we're not living at all. Life becomes meaningless when it's only about ourselves. You know, I shared this quote so many times before. When we are not, if you're not living for God, then you are not living at all. I want you to understand this. If you're, if you're not giving your life to God, then your life is meaningless. Because God is the creator of everything. God made you. He knows what you're called to do. He knows your purpose more than anyone else. He knows you better than yourself. You think you know you? You don't know you. God knows you more. God knows you better. And when he calls you, he knows exactly what you need. Amen, church. So if it is to be in Fort Myers, let it be to give up my life for this city. Let, me, let it be to serve this city. Let, me, let it be to serve these middle schoolers. Let it be to serve the youth leaders. By the way, I love you youth leaders of our church. You guys are in my heart. You have no idea how much I love you. You guys are amazing. Thank you for the hard work. Thank you for giving, for serving this city. Thank you for leaving a legacy. Thank you because these middle schoolers are here today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving towards this, 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 this legacy that we are buying. Thank you so much, Vine Church, for being generous towards this city. Really, thank you. You have no idea what's going to happen yet. But once you see it, you'll be so happy. You'll be so joyful because you are able to say, I was a part of this. I am a part of this. 
You know, there are people in this building that gave so much towards this building. And I want to say thank you to you. I want to say that Jesus right now is standing up and clapping. And he's so happy. And he's applauding you. And he's saying, thank you because you understood. Thank you because you have revelation of the eternal purpose. Thank you because you have revelation of what's going to happen in these walls, in this, bu- in this building. Really, thank you. You're so generous and you have no idea. You know, in the last 10 years, we have given to missions and church planting $230,000 in the last 10 years. But just in the last year, we gave about $80,000. This year, I'm sorry, 2021. We gave about $80,000. Now, that's my next point. Legacy people understand sacrifice. Hebrews 12, 2 says, Look into Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising the shame. And he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Jesus was able to lay down his life because he saw the fruits of his sacrifice. You can only give you can only sacrifice if you have a clear vision of the finish line. You have to have a vision of the finish line. Legacy people, they have a vision of the finish line. They have a vision of what's going to happen next. They have a vision of the end. They see Jesus. Amen. Legacy people choose to do less for themselves so they can do more for others. Hallelujah. We want to be this church. Do not store up, uh, Matthew 6, 19. Do not store up. For yourselves, treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Amen. Success is determined by what we are willing to give up. So look at this verse. He's saying that the night store up for yourself treasures on earth. What are you willing to give up to see more people being saved? Are you willing to give up on that desire? Pay attention. It's not a dream. You have the desire of buying a new car that you don't really need right now. Can I say something? Nobody can outgive God. And the Bible says this, that no one can outgive God. So every time we give to God, just understand this. He's ready to look at you and say, I'll give you much more. But don't ever think that you can manipulate God. If you come and give to God saying, God, I'm giving to you, now you have to give me back. That's not how it works. You have to give trust in him, believe in him, give him because you're generous. Can I say something? The happiest people in this building are the generous people. It's so true. Generous people are happier than other people. Did you ever, did did you know that? That there's actually a study on this. Just search on Google later if you don't believe me. There is a study that says, Pastor John, that generous people are happier than most. You know, can I say something? We know, and and, and people will know when we are generous as a church. You know, we are so generous, and that's why we're so happy. Some people might look at us and think we're crazy. No, we just give. We don't care. We have revelation of the legacy we want to live in this city. Amen. Legacy people dream big dreams. An elderly pastor was once asked, what would he do differently if he could change anything in his life? So this is a retired pastor. 
He's, he's a, a teaching pastor at his church, and he was asked this question. What would you do if you could go back? And he said, I would dream bigger dreams, and I would have taken bigger risks. And I'm telling you, this pastor, he did amazing things. Like, when I say amazing things, I'm, I'm, I mean amazing things. He believed that he had to see it before he see it. So you know how we preach? We have to see it before we see it. We have to believe by faith before we even see it. So we saw this building before we saw the building. Before we stepped into the building, we saw it. We believed in it. But can I just say something? We never thought that in 2021, Vine Church would be buying a new building or would be buying its own building. Can I say something? Last year was, the, last year and it's kind of still happening, we had the greatest crisis of the decade. You know, COVID-19 hurt a lot of people. A lot of people didn't have money to afford anything. A lot of people are still struggling today. I just pray that we can bless these people in this city mainly. But can I say something? After a crisis such as this, we are able to move into a new building. And by the way, we never dreamed of buying a new building this year. Go back to the beginning of the year. Listen to our message. We had our plans, our dreams, because we still dream too small. So legacy people, they dream big dreams. Can you imagine that? That while we think we are dreaming, the Bible says in Ephesians 3.20, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think. Jesus Christ. You're dreaming? You think you're dreaming. God is saying to you, little children, you have no idea what I'm about to do. We plan to open our daycare in 2026. End of 2026, we open a daycare before we bought the building. <laughs> Pay attention. Pay attention. We plan on buying the building. We never thought on the daycare. Can I say something? That was someone else having a daycare in the same place that we have our own right now. Someone else owned that place. Someone else was renting that place, and they had a lease that was going to last two more years. The lady there, for some reason, just decided to quit. Said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Of course, we know why. Because God's plans are better than our plan. So, Vine Church, we're still dreaming too small. And when we talk daycares, I'm inviting you to dream bigger dreams. To dream that in the next five years, we won't just pay this building, but we'll be moving to our new church building. A bigger church building. And when I say a bigger church building, I'm saying that the one that we are right now moving to, it will be a school. For, we'll be an orphanage. We'll be a place to receive kids. We'll be a place where people find salvation. We'll be a place that kids without parents will find a home. Pay attention, Vine Church. What you're doing is much greater than ourselves. We are not giving to ourselves. We are giving to the people in this city. Can I say something? I guarantee to you that when we see a generous church, revival breaks out. Revival happens in this city. Can I say this? You know, we allow Elon Musk to dream on going to Mars. What? He says on TV and YouTube and you believe and you say it's okay. He's Elon Musk. He owns Tesla. He's smart, whatever. But now you see a man of God saying that he wants to buy a building. He wants to buy a school. He wants to build schools. He wants to build daycares. He wants to build hospitals. He wants to build orphanages. He wants to build dream centers. He wants to build whatever it is. A lot of people say, let's pray for the man of God that God will humble him. 
Let a man of God dream the size of his God. Let a man of God have a vision the size of his God. Let the man of God see what God has placed in his heart. Who are we to say to a man of God to humble himself when it's God himself who's backing him up? Can I just say this, Vine Church? The people in the world can dream so we can dream bigger. If a man can say he's going to Mars and he's going to build a civilization in Mars, I say we preach the gospel in Mars. He's not dreaming bigger than us because we serve a greater God. Amen. Our God is not money. Our God is the living God. Our God is the only God. Amen. Hallelujah. Legacy people are givers. Acts 3, Acts 6, 38. No, yeah, Acts 20, 35. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen, fine church. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Whatever you want out of life, give it away. Luke 6:38, give and it will be given to you. Can I just say this to you? It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's more blessed to give than to receive. It's true. And can I say something? If you want to have something in life, give it away. If you want joy, spread joy wherever you go. If you want peace, you know, spread peace wherever you go. If you, want, uh, if you want love, be kind to the people around you. I guarantee to you that you will find joy if you spread joy. That you will find peace if you promote peace. That you will find love if you are kind. But now, if you want to prosper, if you want to grow, be generous. And I can guarantee to you that you will find a generous God. Amen, Vine Church. If you try to keep for yourself, you will lose it. Mark 8.35. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will find true life. Once again, there is a true life that we ought to find. There is a true life that we desire, that we want to see, that we want to live for. That is beyond what we see right now. Amen. We are not a lake that he retains, but we are a river that flows. Amen. We don't want to be a lake that retains the water, retains the blessing. We want to be a lake. We want to be a river that allows the water to flow. Can I say something? You, ladies, mainly the ladies, and for the guys that, you know, sometimes you wash the dishes, sometimes. Pay attention. In your house, there are two drains, most, most houses. If one drain gets clogged, what do you do? You use the other one until that one is fixed. Amen. Or like Gabby said, I call my husband. Yeah, that's right. My, one of my students said the same thing. She said, I call it do. <laughs> so if one drain is clogged, what do you do? You use the next one until that one is fixed. Can I say something? As soon as we begin to retain and we stop releasing the blessings that God is pouring over us, he's going to find another drain and he's going to use that one. Church, this is true. This is reality. Our God is a God who gives. He releases and he's inviting us to be the same way. If he's generous towards me, I'll be generous towards this church. I'll be generous towards this city. I will bless this city. Amen. Proverbs eleven twenty four. One gives freely, yet grows all the richer. Guys, I'm, I'm only reading the Bible today. I'm not even trying to make personal statements of beliefs. No, I'm reading the Bible for you. If you don't believe in the Bible, I'm sorry. I believe in the Bible. One gives freely and yet grows all the richer. How can you give and yet grow richer? 
another withholds what he should give and only suffers want. Wow. There, there are two drains. One gives and he still receives a lot and he's over blessed and he overflows. But the other one retains, so it stops flowing from heaven. Jesus, God, I don't want to be this one. Now, last point to finish. I have a minute. <laughs> Legacy people are good stewards. Can I say something? Everything is God's. Everything that you have or you think you have. Can I say something? You don't have anything. The funnest thing in life. I see a lot of people say, I want to buy a house for myself. I want to buy a car. I want to do this. You know, I want to build something for me. Can I say something? You don't have anything ever. Nothing is yours. Everything's God's. And the Bible makes sure to affirm it. But that, can, I, can I do a, a healthy exercise with you today? When you go home today, put a stick note in everything in your life that is going to be destroyed when Christ comes. So put a stick note in your car, in your desk, your house, your office, your garage, your savings account. Put a stick note saying, this is, this is not going to last forever. What's left? Can I say to you what is left? Your spouse, your kids, your friends, your church, the Word of God. Put a stick note in all those things and see what's left. The only things that really matters. All, that, all this stuff that you have right now, you don't get to keep it. In fact, you never had it. You are simply a steward of what God has given you. Oh, Jesus, we are stewards of what you have given us. We don't own anything. We don't want to own this building. We want to be stewards in this building. We want to use this building for whoever wants to come in. We'll come in and find Christ Jesus in that place. Can I say something? One day, the pastors that you see here, the leaders that you see here, we are going to retire or pass away. One or the other. Other leaders will take over. Other people will take over. Everything that we are doing is to leave a better legacy, a better church for the next generation. Look what Psalms 24 1 says. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. Everything's God's. Everything belongs to God. We don't get to keep anything. We don't get to take anything. But look to the person close to you and say, I want to have you forever. You matter. The people in this city matter. Everything else don't matter. That's crazy, right? That we are able to love the things more than the, the people sometimes. Amen, Vine Church. Your stuff is not yours. Ever since you grabbed that toy and yelled, mine, you have been lying to yourself. And now it's Christmas. Some kids are going to grab that toy and say, it's mine. And they, they, they're starting to lie to themselves as well. So sorry. Everything is God's. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you that everything's yours. And I have access to everything because I'm your son. You understand this? Because you're God's son and God's daughter. You have access to everything that's God's. You have access to the best things in this world, to the best things in this planet because everything is God's. Stewardship in the Bible has to do with understanding that your life is not your own. God calls you, Vine Church, to steward everything about your life for His glory and the good of others. Legacy people live for others. 
not for themselves. 1 Peter 4.10 says, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of God's grace. Amen. As you have received from God, as you have received something from God today, I want you to be a good steward. I want you to use to bless others, my church. But now the next, the last verse I want to share with you is 2 Corinthians 9, 7 to 8. And this is something that we truly believe as a church. And understand this as I read. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. So we'll have an offering moment right now, right at the end of this service. And then we're going to have, uh, we're gonna have Holy, uh, Holy Communion. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart. First thing, you have to decide in your heart. You are not giving because the message was great. You're not giving because you felt, you felt compelled to give. You're giving because you have decided in your heart beforehand. Amen. I'm going to show you later in a few minutes how the, the, the process of the building went. You know, how much we're able to raise and how much more we have to raise. But we have been preaching about offering and giving towards this building to, to the legacy that we are going to live in this city. But I want you to give because you have decided in your heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. You're not giving because we're pressing you to give. For God loves a cheerful giver. God loves everybody. But the Bible says that he loves a cheerful giver. You know why? Because God is a cheerful giver. When Jesus Christ died on the cross, he, he, wasn't, he, he didn't die because someone made him or had him die. No, he gave up his life cheerfully because of the, the price of the fruits that was going to come. Amen. So Jesus chose to lay down his life. We choose. It's a choice. And God is able to make all grace abound to you. Look, look how crazy this is. Because we're a cheerful giver, God, makes his, God is able to make his grace abound. So God is able to make. It's not us. It's not you. You cannot make God's grace abound to you. He's able to make his grace abound to you. So that having all sufficiency in all things at all times. So the Bible is saying, you can only give, you can only be cheerful as you give. Because you understand that my grace is sufficient for you. That I make my grace abound to you. And you will have sufficient in all things at all times. That you may abound even in every good work.